the cheapest makeup looks great on a beautiful woman and the most expensive makeup looks terrible on an ugly woman coming up on the anti-woke podcast people are stupid now you know when you say the word stupid what you usually mean is wrong like i said you could have two physicists at a chalkboard and they're doing math you know real crazy high level math on the board and then one of them you know goes Seven times five equals 25. And the other physicists would be like, no, stupid, it equals 35. And so, you know, it doesn't mean that the physicist has low IQ, but it means that they had a lapse in judgment or were wrong. And then different kinds of people uh, are stupid in different ways, like men and women. Like there's this recent story called The Liver King. And he's some sort of weightlifting internet influencer who was found to be on steroids and it, it was kind of it was a big internet story it wasn't a big story it wasn't an important story but it, you know the internet was uh enraptured by it for a few days recently and so the liver king was some guy he's not that young he's probably like 50 years old which the older you get the less testosterone you have and the less muscle mass you can build but this guy was like 50 or something and he was just an enormous enormous like bodybuilder looking guy like Wow, that guy is taking $11,000 a month in steroids. And so that's the punchline. He actually had been taking $11,000 a month in steroids. I didn't know it cost that much, but I mean, you know, this guy is huge. He is huge. I guess to get that huge, it costs over six figures. But a guy who, I mean, I don't know. Actually, I would like to see an influencer. I'd like to see the, I'd like, I, would, I would follow a bodybuilder who's like, I take a million dollars a year in steroids. Like, I'd follow that guy. And if he just came out and said it. That would be interesting. That wouldn't be stupid. That wouldn't be wrong. But anyways, the liver king, his whole thing was he preyed on the stupidity of men who are into fitness. I don't know why men and fitness makes men stupid as hell, but it does. And so the liver king's shtick was that he didn't take steroids. He just ate weird stuff or whatever that replaced the need for steroids. And there's like a famous picture of him holding up. I think it's a cow's liver. I mean, it turns out a cow's liver is like the size of a medium pizza. I mean, it's a huge thing. And I guess he was, you know, famous for eating uh, bull's balls. And so anyways, the idea that you could just eat weird animal parts and become as muscular as someone on steroids. Well, people liked that story. Somehow, the, you know, people on the Internet gave him money to the point where he could afford uh, six figures in steroids a year and... So that went on a while, and then someone like secretly recorded him saying that he uses a ton of steroids, and then that, that was the story. Oh, turns out he was on steroids. That guy that was obviously on steroids, I mean to me, so the liver king himself doesn't matter, but there's something that just, pe- men who get into fitness and bodybuilding and trying to look muscular, they kind of like turn off their brain. They're willing to believe stuff that is obviously false. They just, you know, if it fits their own narrative... There's some sort of narrative, just like everything with those, with these all, all these false narratives, the media's false narrative, etc. Twitter, uh, anyways, bodybuilding has its own false narratives that men really buy into. And like when I was a kid, I used to buy comic books from the grocery store. And anyways, the grocery store, just the little mom and pop, not even part of a chain grocery store where I grew up, it had a magazine stand section of the store. And it had comic books, and it had magazines. Like, you don't see this anymore. 
But there's, you know, news magazines like Time Magazine, like I said, comic books, who knows what. Just all sorts of magazines. Anyways, that stuff has pretty much gone away. And the last time I looked at the magazines at the grocery store in my little town, there's no comic books anymore. They haven't had comic books in grocery stores in 20 years or 30. And yes, maybe you'll find one every once in a while, but basically. But the majority of the magazines now are, they're gun magazines and knitting magazines. And then also some weightlifting magazines. So basically those are the three categories of hobbies where people are, I don't know, stupid enough that they, they want to get it, they want to mentally masturbate to like, oh, look at all these knitting things that I'll never do. Look at all these guns that I'll never buy. Look at all these muscles and these, and you could eat a giant liver, a cow liver every day or whatever. And I could be muscular too, right? Just people don't actually do it. It's a very, if you're doing anything, you know, if you got a ton of guns or you're actually knitting a ton or you're a crazy bodybuilder, you don't have time for the magazines. So anyways, you can just kind of vicariously live through it. Magazines probably cost like $5 a piece or more. I don't know if they cost five to 10 bucks now, even though you get a subscription for cheap as hell. And anyways, those are just the stupid people categories that they have magazines for now. And I have one friend, like he's naturally muscular, but I, I didn't I, I didn't know him then, but he said in high school one time he took like some real steroids, just one time, and his whole body just got way, way, way more muscular. He didn't work out or anything. He just took some steroids, boom, got crazy muscular, went away after a couple months. And that doesn't sound stupid to me. I would love to try that. I mean, you know, you could take steroids one time, it'll be fine. You're not going to have your balls shrink. But then I have a buddy who works out, you know, today, today. He still works out, you know, for the last 40 years, 30 years. And he's not crazy into all this stupid stuff. But anytime we start talking about steroids, like, you know, my position is that all the professional basketball players, all the baseball players, all the football players, they're all on something. Because you'd be stupid not to. Sometimes you'll see someone who's obviously not on something. I mean, uh, but whatever say they're all on it that's close enough for me like okay just a quick thing for basketball fans so Jokovic the Joker and Luka Doncic um he's like the two best white players in the NBA those guys need to get on steroids stat but they're not doing it or some sort of they're Eastern European you'd think they'd be on steroids now but man they are soft they just look like they're made out of dough but my buddy who still works out and he's in pretty good shape or He's kind of fat. He's like fat and muscular. But anyways, when I tell him that everyone is on steroids, it pisses him off. And, you know, like any of the superhero actors, they're obviously on steroids. You know, if you got the body of a comic book superhero like Captain America or Thor, it's like you are on steroids. You know, Robert Downey Jr., there's the one that wasn't on steroids. You can just tell. You can just tell by looking at him. Anyways, that pisses him off when I'm like, they're all on steroids. I don't know why, but he does not like that. So you might try that with one of your workout friends, or your friends who work out sometime. See if you can get their goat. But now women are stupid in a different way. They're stupid when it comes to retail. Like I had a retail job once in 2007. I worked at Surrogate City as a TV salesman. And we had our own little point of sale computer terminals. We were selling stuff and it was funny, they, they would hide it in the code like backwards. I can't remember. Anyways, the amount that Circuit City paid for each item that you were selling, like, you know, you could find, you know, here's how much it cost the customer and here's how much it cost Circuit City. And they would hide the cost 
in the code like in a backwards fashion or something i forget what but anyways me me and my manager were looking at it one time like oh hey there's the price in there if you just flip those two digits or whatever but in 2007 like laptops basically tv was tvs is where circuit city made its money i mean they had and then they went out of business in 2018 because they weren't making enough money but like laptops they sold them for the same amount that they got for them I can't remember what they're called, but you know, they had a thing that would like come out to your house and set up your laptop for you or something. If you sold a laptop and you know a hundred dollars worth of someone helping you with your, with your laptop, then Circuit City made money from the hundred dollars of someone helping you. Same thing with us. Like you know, I, I used to go out and help a little bit, you know, set up a whole uh, surround sound system at someone's house, and they'd pay hundreds of dollars for that, and that was all pure profit. But anyways, TVs, laptops made no money. TVs made money. Maybe a $500 TV would cost the company $300. The most extreme thing I remember was like the furniture, you know, like a TV stand, like a faux wood Ikea looking thing. Uh, those things are like 90% profit, you know, it'd be cost you $230 and it cost the company like 25 bucks. So that's my point. Some stuff in retail has an enormous markup, like the entire thing is markup basically. And so besides TV stands at Circuit City, which it went out of business, you want to know what has the most markup of all the stuff that you can buy? It's the crap that women buy. Like if a woman says, oh, that's a cute blouse, and buys it, well, that thing is 99% markup. She just, all her money went into her being tricked in, I mean, in my, I don't know, I feel it's like you're being tricked. Well, there's evolution reasons, but anyways... It's all profit for the seller because she thought it was cute, not because it has any value. And they got this thing today that I don't fully understand called fast fashion where the clothing is made to look cute and be timely, like the latest style, and not last more than a couple wearings. I mean, they're really taking it to the extreme. Well, let's quickly say, why do women waste money on appearance? It's because of evolution. Over the millennia, you know, you had your caveman tribe, and there was the hot chick, and there was the ugly chick. And the chief chose the hot chick, and the ugly chick had to go with someone else. And then when food was scarce, the chief stole the money from the someone, else, <laughs> someone else's family, and gave it to his own family, and kept him and the hot chick alive, and the ugly chick died. And so, you know, that is literally built into women's brains... If you are ugly, you will die. So, I mean, it's a it's very imperative to not be ugly. I mean, obviously, you know, on the other side, men do the same thing. It's like, if you have to kill someone to be the chief, you kill their ass. But now we got all this, like, you know, you got makeup and cute blouses and whatever. And it's just, it's, t it's, push it's pressing that button. It's pressing that button in a woman's brain. It's like, you may not be genetically good looking. You may be stupid with a big fat nose. But... If you wear this makeup and this blouse, you'll be beautiful. And so, I mean, what wouldn't you pay? What wouldn't a woman pay to be beautiful? The answer is there's no limit. However much money they got, it's like, take it all. But women can be influenced by advertising into buying what, in my opinion, is just completely worthless horse shit, you know, makeup. The difference between the cheapest makeup and the most expensive makeup is that the cheapest makeup looks great on a beautiful woman. And the most expensive makeup looks terrible on an ugly woman. That's how makeup is. But I was listening to the history of Pinterest on Tech Stuff podcast this morning. 
and I don't know exactly what Pinterest is. It's a social media company. It has 430 million users, and they're mostly women. So it's kind of like the women's uh, social media company. And it makes good money advertising because it sells overpriced crap to women. And I believe Instagram also just is a, just an enormous cash cow because it sells overpriced, mostly stuff about your looks, crap to women. And so... I don't watch TV, but I think on TV, like what do they advertise? They advertise cars and medicines. And then I don't go on Pinterest or Instagram, but I believe on there they advertise clothing and makeup. So that just kind of shows you, you know, these are things that are worth putting, you know, every dollar you put into advertising, you want to get more than a dollar back. Otherwise, it's a losing proposition. So apparently those are the things where you can get more money back with your ad dollar. Well, actually, and then you know what I do here is freaking like supplements. I do hear supplement ads. So there you go. I, I think it's a small percentage. You know, is it even, is it 10%, 20% of American men do stupid supplement stuff that has, I mean, yeah, supplements are absolutely ridiculously stupid. These are not steroids. If you could buy steroids as a supplement, then whatever, that'd be worth doing. But supplements are fake steroids that do nothing and so there you go that that is that is really what you hear advertising hear from advertisers i mean cars and medicines that makes sense that's something that you can influence someone into spending a ton of money on I mean, you know you don't see people advertising nice houses in rich neighborhoods because those things are already sold you don't need to advertise them and then like makeup and supplements uh that's exactly like hey do you want to be the hot cave woman hey do you want to be the caveman chief i forgot to play fast and loose when talking about circuit city so when you were selling tvs the things that you know you sold the tv you made some money that was good managers were not unhappy with that but the stuff you really made money from was extended warranties and the salespeople were measured on various metrics. Like one of them was like, how much extended warranties do you get? You know, do you get one in 10 people to buy one? I mean, it wasn't a lot of people. But basically, as a TV salesman, you would just hang out in the TV area. There wouldn't be a customer. You know, it wasn't like just a constant stream of people buying TVs and asking you questions about TVs. Um, so basically, just be like, there used to be two people. So two people would be hanging out in the TV department. And a customer would start to run into the, or, you know, start walking into the TV department. So you could go, you know, one of the salespeople would go up and talk to them and see if you could sell them something. And like I say, basically, they didn't care. They didn't care how many TVs you sold. They cared how many extended warranties you sold. And so you could kind of tell from afar if someone was going to be likely to buy an extended warranty. And the answer was it was old people, white trash looking people, and black people. So it's kind of like, you know, are they old enough that they're going to want an extended warranty? It's hard to tell. Are they white trash enough that they're going to want an extended warranty? Hard to tell, but like, you know, it's very easy to see from a distance if someone is black. And so I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think they explicitly told me this. It took me a long time to catch on at all, but it used to be like some black person would start wandering into the TV area. The guy I'd be working with, he'd be like rushing right over there to try and sell him something. Twitter handle at Anti Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.